we welcome in Eduardo Encina from the Tampa Bay Times back to the program. Good morning, Eduardo. Eduardo, welcome back to Sports 1440. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, looking forward to this little chat about uh, where the Tampa Bay Lightning are, I guess, heading into what is the post-All-Star break push, and it feels kind of like and looks like a team that's kind of ready to make a, a, a bit of a push. Uh, how do you see things there firsthand? Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, they, they had a little bit of struggles, uh, you know, early in the season. I think that, you know, there are two main big things. One, you know, they've, you know, they've, they've continued to kind of lose a lot of their depth from their cup-winning teams. You know, the, because of the salary cap, you couldn't keep guys, you know, guys like Alex Kalorn uh, this year, a couple of years ago, Andre Pallad, a lot of big pieces um, to their to their team, and guys like Pat Maroon and, and Corey Perry were gone too. But um, you know, and, and and so you had to bring in new guys and into a new system, so um, and, and a new room. And then the second part was a big one too, which was you know missing Andre Vasilevsky for pretty much the first two weeks of the season, as he had um, yeah, back surgery. So um, when when he came back and some of the newer guys started to kind of gel, I think you kind of saw um, you know this team kind of come together a little bit. And, and, and really, the past month or so. And in especially really leading into this break, they, they've really started to, to play good hockey. And I think the, the, really the, the, the big part of it that's led to it is really that they've really done a better job of, um, of, of keeping the puck out of their own net. So it's a team that's you know, immensely talented. They've got a lot of skill position players, obviously you know, so some, so some really good school scores. But um, I think anyone here who watches them on a daily basis will tell you is that, you know, that, that their success is going to really be based on the way they play defense and the way that – uh, you know, they can keep the puck out of the net and play in front of Vasilevsky well. So, Eduardo, is Vasilevsky 100% right now? Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think so. You know, I think that, you know, I mean, obviously that was a pretty serious injury. You know, anytime you, you, you're a goaltender and you have to have, uh, you know, back surgery and, and uh, you know, that's, that's pretty serious because, you know, those guys are, are so, you know, everything's so up and down, you know, you, you're, you're going down, you're, you're going across, you know, uh, and Vasilevsky is a guy who um, really kind of learned a lot from this experience. You know, he's a guy who uh, is an immense uh, you know, weight trainer, you know, powerlifting guy, stuff like that. And I think that, um, you know, some of his injuries have kind of come from that. So I think that, uh, you know, after that, he's talked a lot about how, you know, he's kind of ditching that and you know, spending more time on the ice and, I think, you know, with goaltender, you know, when they get in their late 20s, you know, you know everything, uh, you got, you kind of got to start to prepare different ways. And I think, you know, Vasilevsky is as accomplished as he's been. He's kind of learning a little bit now in terms of how to, uh, you know, how to prepare a little bit differently. Um, and it doesn't involve as much of the weights and stuff like that. It's more, um, you know, working out, you know, kind of, uh, you know, pliability stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you know, working out within, within the weight of his own body, stuff like that. And he doesn't need all the plates and the, and the, and the bars anymore. So, um, but, but in terms of his play, I think that, you know, you can see that he's back, you know, I think that, you know, it took a while for sure. And, you know, he didn't have a, a preseason. He, he jumped right in, you know, when he came back. So I think it took a good, you know, 15 to 20 games for him mm-hmm. to really kind of, you know, really kind of find out for him. But I think right now, you're really starting to see kind of that guy that, that we've been used to seeing for, um, you know, for, for obviously the past several years. Eduardo Encina, our guest uh, on Sports 1440. Uh, one of your recent articles, Eduardo, in, in the Tampa Bay Times, you were talking about Nikita Kucherov and the fact that maybe he's not yeah. getting as much love uh, for the Hart Trophy as maybe 
you think, or a lot of people think uh, that he deserves. But I'll tell you, up here, we sure think that he's uh, definitely in the top two. Nathan McKinnon might be yeah. number one for a lot of people up here. But uh, yep. the season that Kucherov is having, boy, you got to be very impressed with uh, how he has led this team to this point. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, you know it kind of goes back to you know the, the initial point here is that I think this team lost a lot of depth over the past couple of years, and and this year, you know, Kucherov has been a great playmaker for them, and you know, obviously, we, we saw that we've seen that over the years in the Cup winning teams, and obviously the heart winning the heart Trophy winning season that he had in, in eighteen nineteen. Um, and but I think this year he's kind of taken a lot upon himself to really become a goal scorer, and I think that he's almost used it as kind of a chess match in terms of. Um, you know, he, he knows with the players around him, with the brain points and the, you know, Victor Hedman's and the Steven Stamkos is around him that, you know, he can, if, if he becomes more of that scoring threat, that goal scoring threat, that he's going to open up some space. And he's, you know, when you talk to the guys around him, we were around him every day and, and us, you see him every day. The thing that's so amazing about him is, is just the way he had, the way he sees the ice and, you know, he might not be the, the fastest skater. He might not be, you know, the, the, he, he doesn't make, he may not be, you know, he's not not as fast as, as McKinnon. Or you know, he might not make make the stick handles like like McDavid. But the, the way that he can see the ice and the way that he can almost position himself in ways that create you know opportunities for his teammates and also you know create opportunities for him is just you know really second to none. And on a team that, that's kind of, like he like he said has kind of struggled a little bit mm-hmm. to you know initially to kind of um, you know be that that dominant team that they've been over the past few years. Um, he's really been the guy that's kept him floating. I think one thing that also goes um, unnoticed a little bit is just the, the way that he plays away from the puck and the defense that he's played. And, you know, there's been a lot of times this year that they've really been hemmed in in their own end for a long time. And he's been the guy that if, if he can get the puck on a stick, he can break out clean and um, get them in the, in the other end and on the attack. So I think that's been one thing that, that he's really kind of improved his game on too is you know, along with the goal scoring, it's just kind of, you know, the, the way that, that he's been able to dictate play, you know, 200 feet, you know, along the ice. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a great, I think it's a great mm-hmm. debate, you know, him, McKinnon, McDavid, all these guys who, <laughs> you know, kind of bring things in different ways. They're so dynamic in, 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 in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I, I think this, this, this race for the, you know, for the scoring title is going to go, you know, you know, barring injury to one of those guys is going to go all the way down to the end. We're so lucky to have all these great players to watch yeah. on a nightly basis. It's uh, truly amazing. Uh, one of the best times in the history of our league. Uh, Eduardo, where are the Lightning with Mikhail Sergachev? Yeah, so, you know, obviously it's been a big loss for them. And, you know, he's been about for probably about a good good month or so on, on, on long-term IR. But uh, I think that, you know, he, he's he's back skating now. You know, I think the other, the other day when the last practices before for the last skates, you know, before the break, we saw him with the main group, so that was a big step forward. I think you know the the, the aim is to get him back um, right at you know near the beginning when they start playing again after the break, which is um, on, on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, they have a back to back in uh, against the Rangers and the and the Islanders on the road. So I think that's kind of the focus of, of trying to get him back. He has had some setbacks. It was a, a weird injury, one of those ones where you, you take a puck off the back of the skate, and um, I'm sure you know they thought it would only be maybe a week or so. It ended up being a month, it's about a month now, a little bit more. So, uh, but but he's going to add a big big part big part to, to you know getting back. And you know, they've had dealt with a lot of injuries. You know, Sergachev, you know Hayden Flurry, he's a depth defenseman. Um, they lost Tanner Janot, you know, who's a big, you know, 
you know, enforcer type, uh, you know, bottom six kind of guy, Austin Watson, who's another guy who has a muscle back there and some sandpaper um, to that bottom six. So um, they, they've dealt with a lot, a good deal of injuries here. Um, and it looks like, you know, this break will really help them get some of those guys back. I think the focus is that you know, some of those guys will, will, will get back. And, um, you know, but, but the, the good thing for them is, that, you know, the Lightning have, have been a team that really some of the young guys haven't been able to break through because they've had so much of veteran uh, depth. And now, you know, you've seen some of these young guys kind of come in and, and they've really, uh, you know, done a, a good job. And, you know, like you said, these guys haven't had opportunities in probably the past few years. And now all of a sudden you're seeing them, you know, not just, uh, you know, get those opportunities, but they need to be there. And, and they've really kind of stepped up. Eduardo Encina, Tampa Bay Times, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. And one of those guys, if you could say, can even step it up more than what he has been in his great career, Victor Hedman. And, you know, Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr are probably the top two defensemen when it comes to the Norris Trophy balloting and, and the look right now. But, boy, Hedman has really put himself in this conversation. How much has he impressed you this year, and especially since Sergeyev has been out? Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, last year he kind of had a down year, you know, and I think, you know, you get up to that age where you're hitting, you know, your your 30s, you know, people maybe think, especially when you play the kind of minutes that Victor Hedman's played over the years, um, you know, you kind of think, you know, hey, is, is he starting to regress? But th- this year he, he's answered all those questions that he hasn't. Um, you know, he, he's been just so big on, on every everything. I mean, and, and the thing about the, the Victor Hedman that, that's so amazing is just, for a guy his size, how well he can skate. And, you know, maybe last year he was dealing with some physical things. It looked like, you know, he was a little a step slower. But but this year, you know, he's been that guy. And you know, when, when you mix in the fact that, you know, they've been without Sergachev, um, you know, even, you know, going back a couple of years, you know, the loss of, 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 you know, Ryan McDonough is still really something that this team has had to overcome when they traded him. And, um, and also just, you know, the, the, they, they kind of imply, impl- implicated, you know, it's, it created this new uh, this new defensive zone structure that was kind of more of the the you know the fancy uh, you know box and you know box and one zone defensive structure that a lot of teams are going to this year. So he had to learn how to play a different way too. You know he's been used to playing man, you know twenty four seven, and now he has to kind of you know stick to uh, you know stick to this zone these quadrant defense. So um, you know th- that was a big thing that th- these guys had to overcome too. But you know Victor Hedman is you know he- he's one of those guys that as, as much as all these stars are so valuable to him. The Kucher off the points, the Stamkos's, um, you know, Vasilevsky. You know, he's the one guy who probably, you know, might be the guy that, that they can't miss, you know, because especially with all the injuries that they've had in, you know, on the blue line, you know, he's just so valuable, him being out there. He's played huge, huge minutes. You know, some nights, you know, 28, 29, 30 minutes a night with um, you know, with some of the injuries that, that they've, they've had. So, you know, the numbers speak for themselves, but also when you look at the minutes he's played, um, he's really been, you know, one of the most important guys, you know, again, to, to kind of keep them afloat before, until they've, they've kind of hit this, this stretch recently that, that you know, playing the really, really good hockey again. You know, he's not quite as big, but sometimes he just totally reminds me, you know, of Zdeno Chara at this point, you know, a couple yeah. inches shorter, but a big, big guy that seems to have no problem handling the big, big minutes. And he's got a lot of miles, but he's only 32, and he's got, I think, lots lots left in the tank as we're speaking For to sure. Eduardo Encina, Tampa Bay Times. Uh, where, How happy is Steven Stamkos here heading down the stretch post-All-Star break? Yeah, I know that, you know, the, the, the big headlines have you know, kind of been, you know, what, what, what his future is going to be in Tampa Bay. And, um, you know, I know he addressed that, you know, early on in the season and, but I think, you know, since then he just kind of wanted to let his play speak for himself. And but there's no doubt that he's 
he wants to be here, you know, and, and again, like, I think the tough part for him is he's seen all these guys have to leave, you know, I mean, you know, guys like Alex Kalorn, you know, and, and guys like, uh, you know, Andre Palat, they didn't want to leave. They wanted to stay here, but there just wasn't space for them under the cap. And with some of the big contracts that they do have and the investment they've made in not just, you know, some of the core players like Poy and Kucherov and Vasilevsky, you know, and, um, you know, some of the younger core guys like Sergachev and Sorelli and, and Chernak, Brandon Hagel, guys like that, who they've locked up as well. You know, there's just, you know, there's just so, so, so much money. So um, in the way that, you know, I think that the, the Julian Breezeball treated this whole situation was like, like, listen, we, we need to see how this season, you know, shakes out. And, but, but there's no doubt that I think, you know, on both sides that they wanted, we want Steven Stamkos to stay in Tampa Bay that, you know, since Steven Stamkos is always, as he's reached all these milestones over the past few years, you know, the, the first thing that he's always says about how, how great it is to be able to do this in one franchise. And so Steven Stamkos does not want to wear another jersey. I think that it's very clear on, on his end. But um, obviously, obviously everyone knows that it's a business. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they'll figure out a way to work it out. You know, um, yeah, I don't know how the numbers the, – the crunching of the numbers when you look at it on the surface, like you wonder how, and especially when, you know, Victor Hedman's coming up the next year. Um, you know, in, in the next off season. So, you know, how do you keep all these guys together? You know, but um, I think when it, when it comes to Stamkos and Hedman, they're, they're going to figure it out. I think that they, they you know, th- th- these, these two guys are, are just too valuable to the franchise and obviously still have a lot of good hockey remaining in them. Um, but, you know, th- when you think about the value of how much that they mean to, you know, the room, you know, the history of this franchise and, and Tampa Bay in general, like both of those guys mean so much to this fan base and just this community. Um, I, th- I think they'll figure it out. Eduardo Encina, Tampa Bay Times, our guest on Sports 1440. How busy do you think uh, Julian Brisbois will be coming up in the next month or so and at the deadline? And the one question, too, in the not a lot of draft picks to deal with for in 2024, right. and that one is protected, top 10 protected, I believe, uh, in the uh, Brandon Hagel trade, correct? Yeah, for sure. They, yeah, they, they, they've dealt a lot of guys, you know, a lot of draft picks, you know, for some of the guys that they've got at the deadline, whether it was Hagel or, or Janot. Um, and so their their inventory of, of high round draft picks is, is pretty depleted. Um, and, you know, every year we kind of talk about it, but every year it seems like, um, you know, Julian is able to make a trade. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, last year it was with Janot and, he kind of got. He added a lot of what what they really needed in terms of that grit and on the on the bottom six. Um, I think right now, you know, what they'd really be kind of be looking for is some more defenseman depth, um, especially with some of the injuries. You know, you you know, you think Mikhail Sergachev's coming back. You you think Hayden Fleury's coming back, but you really don't know. You know, um, I, I think they like the youth that they have, but you know, when you talk about, um, you know, to really having some of that battle tested, you know, playoff experience. Um, I think they, they could they could really kind of use some of that. And I think that's probably what Julian's going to be targeting, you know, going in. I think they they like what they have and in, in their lines right now and with the forward mm-hmm. position, um, especially when you get some of those guys back too. Um, but yeah, I, I think in you know at, at the end of the day, um, I think that again, you know, if, if you get some someone, and this was the, the kind of the goal in the postseason too is you're really getting guys that really help mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, that make you hard to play against. And I think that's really what they've focused on the past couple of years with guys like Hagel and Janot. And I think that's kind of what they're going to continue to, to play against. Cause you know, obviously as we all know, it's a different game come postseason time. So, um, and I think that, you know, Julie knows that and he, he's, he's done a really good job of, 
you know, pulling magic out of his hat sometimes in terms of making some of these deals. Because you look at the inventory they have um, over the years to get guys, you know, over the years like Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow and, and guys like that and guys that they, they had to give up to David Savard to, to win cups and um, and even now in the recent years. and um, mm-hmm. But somehow he's, he's always kind of able to make a train. Uh, hey, Eduardo, thanks for this. Uh, will you watch the All-Star game? Will you watch the skills competition? Anything interesting this weekend? Or are you like the rest of us and yeah, kind of yeah, just waiting? I, I, <laughs> I'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, it, it, the, the, the format that they change almost kind of every year kind of, I think kind of confuses the yeah. fans a little bit. You know, they said, and, but again, at the, at the end of the day, you know, it's about the stars and it's, and it's a great event to see them all together and, 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 and competing in, in some of these, you know, skill competition events, you know, I'm interested to see what Kucherov does. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he always kind of has something in, in his head, you know, he did the, the, the no goal a couple of years, you know, ago when the, the all-star game was in Tampa Bay. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, I, I don't know if I'll be like, you know, eyes glued to the TV while I'm watching it, but, um, I'll definitely definitely take a look at it. I think a lot of people are looking forward to the skills competition because of the million bucks yeah. and things like that too. So, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Eduardo, thanks for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of the All Star break, and then we really get humming right after the break. Uh, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of the season. Thanks for this. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Thanks for having me. That's Eduardo Encina, Tampa Bay Times.